The college experience Boca Raton Bowl between BYU and UCF preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie's six days of giveaways is upon us. From the 21st to the 26th, MyBookie is hooking up players with free bets, casino chips, and blackjack tournaments with huge cash prizes, all completely free. Use the promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag. Promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is the home for avid sports betters, providing insight analysis and free betting picks from cappers and betters, including the crew from SGPN better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at better than Vegas dot Vegas. That's better than Vegas dot Vegas. We're also brought to you by ACE per head. ACE is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus ACE is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. Boca Raton bowl style. Yeah. BYU against UCF. We got a dandy here. Um, my name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick done D that's not a pick. This is a pick and we are picking. Well, I guess one of the only fun bowl games to watch. I shouldn't say that because some of them might end up being fun, but this one ahead of time, you're circling being like, Hey, this is better than the college football invitational, the playoff or whatever you want to call it. This and what coastal Carolina Liberty, right? About the only real barn burners. What we're looking forward to here. But anyway, let's get into this thing, man in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, don't understand why it's played there. Why is the Boca Raton bowl played in Boca Raton, dude? Um, these teams, I think it's a great matchup though. I really do wish I would have saw this in the regular season, but still because there are opt outs. Um, Marvin Williams, the best receiver for UCF. I think they have two receivers that have opted out, which is a concern, but uh, you break down both these rosters. First off, Dylan Gabriel, UCF. Uh, quarterback. Now, Mackenzie Milton, I don't know if you saw, he just transferred to uh, Florida State. Hopefully, he can revive his career there. Uh, but Dylan Gabriel's just been been the man here. Uh, 30 touchdowns, four picks, 3,353 yards, completing 62% of his passes, nine yards of completion. I mean, 30 touchdowns, four picks. Let me compare that to BYU Zach Wilson, right? Who's thrown for 300 or 3,267 yards. So he Wilson's thrown for less yards 
but he's completing at 73% at 11 yards of completion. So throwing further, but 30 touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, you got to highlight that, that QB battle there. Um, for UCF, they have a slew of running backs. And like I said, I was trying to do some homework on who opted out. I haven't been able to find much. I did find Marvin Wilson's tweet, but I believe I have seen several players uh, opt out. I want to say, I thought one of the running backs opted out, but I, I believe two receivers for sure are out for UCF. But I, I thought I read uh, and I, I, I tried to find the information, but I've struck out, but uh, either way, UCF has got a good backfield led. They have three good running backs. Greg McRae, uh, who leads the team in rushing. He was injured some 131 attempts, 681 yards, five, 5.2 yards of rush, nine scores. Otis Anderson, 109 rushes, 614 yards, four scores. I believe one of those two opted out, but I could be wrong. Uh, ben, and they also have uh, Bentavious Thompson, who's, who's a pretty darn good back as well. 70 rushes, 369 yards, 5.3 yards of rush and five scores. Um, in the passing games, yeah, Marlon Williams, he's gone. Uh, 71. He, this guy was a stud DFS guy uh, that I played a lot. 71 receptions, 1,039 yards, 10 touchdowns. But, uh, and I believe, was it Trey Nixon who has been banged up all year? Was he the other opt out? I'm not sure. But uh, either way, they're going to the circle. They're going to need Jalen Robinson, who had a monster year for them 51 receptions, 935 yards, five scores. They're going to need him. Uh, to, to have a big game, but also this team's got talent. If Trey Nixon's playing, then, 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 I mean, this is a guy, Trey Nixon, who's had some really good years, other years, he's been banged up this year. Um, but I think he's really good. And then Jacob Harris and uh, Ryan O'Keefe, very good wideouts as well. Um, tight end wise, Jake has Jake Hescock. He's got nine catches on the year. They don't use the tight end a ton, but he does have three touchdowns. So watch for him. In the red zone, kicking the ball is Daniel Arboski, 44 of 47, three missed extra points. That's not good, but uh, 11 of 16 on field goals, long of 38. So he's 0 for 2 in the 40s. That's not good um, defensively. And this is, I, I, I've said this uh, on the college experience, other episodes with Patty C and stuff. This is the real difference to me. Um, UCF compared to the teams that, uh, that, you know, one in the team that won a national championship and the other team that went undefeated and probably would have, would have beat LSU had uh, Mackenzie Milton not got injured. Cause they only lost by eight with a freshman quarterback. I was at that game. Um, they, those teams had better defensive players. Mike Hughes, a uh, corner for the Vikings. I mean, uh, Shaq Griffin, they, they had NFL players on that defense. I'm forgetting some of the others. But, uh, and I'm not saying none of these guys don't make the NFL, but it's just different. The defense I feel like was a lot better previously. Now it's okay. There's moments where they play good, but I think there's a lot of opportunity for BYU to run the ball well in this game. Um, and you look on the D line for the golden Knights and uh, Tremont Morris brash. 25 tackles, three and a half sacks. He's been a stud. Landon Woods has played good too at 23 tackles, three sacks. Also Anthony uh, Monta Montalvo. He's played pretty good. 22 tackles, a sack uh, pass deflection. Also a fumble recovery. Um, Randy Charlton's got in there, played some good ball. Cam good. They got options here. Um, 
but still, I'm also forgetting Josh uh, Salazar. Um, but overall, that D line hasn't. I feel like it's not as good as it was then. Maybe they, maybe the stats look good, but uh, I just think there's a difference when I watch. Especially, I'll just say the whole defense. Uh, in the linebacking core, I would say the guy you want to circle is Tatum Bethune. Guy's a stud. 52 tackles, one and a half sacks, two pass deflections, an interception. Also, Eric Gilliard, he's right there. You probably want to circle him too. 57 tackles, one sack, one interception, three forced fumbles. These guys everywhere. Uh, they're uh, joined, but with Eric Mitchell. And also, uh, you'll probably see a little bit of Quade uh, 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 Moser. So we'll. Linebacking core is all right. It's decent. It, actually, it's it's pretty good. But um, in the secondary, they got a stud. This guy probably will be in the NFL. Look at Richie Grant. 72 tackles, one sack, five pass deflections, three interceptions, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. Holy shit, the guy's doing everything. Him, uh, Derek Gaines, Aaron Robinson, uh, Antoine Collier, and Corey Thornton make up, I think, what is probably their best unit. Also, Devontae Brown gets in there as well as Zamari Maxwell. Um, I think that actually might be their most skillful unit on this defense. Um, and, and you look at UCF season, by the way. Um, let me quickly pull up their schedule. Like, they're not that. It's like the past two years, they're very close to being undefeated the past two years. I mean, uh, they were up a lot of that since he game since he, I think since he like owned it late in the third and really turned the tide there. But um, I mean, you look at this schedule, they've lost three games by, I'm going to give you both last season and this year. Um, They lost three games though, by a score, essentially by one, they were all one score games and okay. So they lost to Tulsa by eight in the rain. They were I'm not trying to make excuses, but they didn't have a lot of healthy players in this. A lot of their healthy offensive player or a lot of their skilled offensive players were not healthy. Um, they lost to Memphis by one in a game that I locked up that I don't know how we lost this game. I say we as, as Dundee because they were dominating this game. They kind of just went to sleep um, late, but they were um, like, they were not trailing until uh, like the whole game until the final, like 30 seconds of the game. And then they lost the Cincinnati game by three. So uh, you look at this, that's a combined, what, eight, nine. They've lost three games by 12 points. And then if you look at last year, last year, I want to say it was very similar. I believe they lost uh, three games by a total of seven points. Crazy. Crazy. So this team is really good. They are the real deal. And, uh, and now you look at BYU, a team that I think should still be undefeated. You know, I mean, I understand that they, they, I thought Coastal played better than them, but at the same time, that game was scheduled with like a 24, hour, like 48 hour notice. They had one practice. Can't blame them too much for that. Can't blame them too much for really their, their scheduling because they normally schedule unbelievably aggressively. And when all these conferences started to, with COVID going on to, to just join up and, and do their conference thing. It, it threw BYU and Notre Dame out to dry. Notre Dame was lucky enough to land, but BYU army, uh, New Mexico state basically just took an L, uh, same with UConn and, uh, UMass 
UMass ended up playing like three games, but um, BYU was in a tough spot. So they had to quickly try to grab games and you know, I, I'm not going to fault them because I know how hard they schedule normally, but uh, BYU then if you look at this, Zach Wilson, obviously playing out of his mind, he's going to be in the NFL. I hope he sticks around one more year, but uh, at the running back spot, Tyler Algar, he, this guy's a stud. 131 rushes, 957 yards, 7.3 yards of rush, 12 scores. Him, Lopini, Katoa, both really good. I like both. I think it's a pretty dynamic backfield. Receiving the ball, and, and you should probably know this if you've watched any BYU, they, they got studs. The best thing that I will say is they had an All-American tight end, maybe the, like a short of Kyle Pitts, probably coming into the season. The tight, a tight end that uh, was probably ranked right there with Kyle Pitts, Matt Bushman before he, he got out for the year towards ACL, never played a game, never played a snap this year. That's some, that's unbelievable that this offense is that good considering, but then Dax Milne, Gunnar Romney, both two good wideouts. Also Neil Payo. He's pretty good. Um, but tight end Eric, Isaac Rex has picked up the picked up for a uh, Bushman being out and played great. Really played great. 32 catches, 333 yards, 10 touchdowns. I mean, that's doing it, but they have options in the, in the, in the receiving game. I, I like everything. This whole offense is good. Kicking the ball. Jake Oldroy. They've had two different kickers. They also had Justin Smith kick some field goals, but 56 of 58, two missed extra points in the season. 13 of 13 on field goals, long of 54. Kicking edge 100% going to BYU here. And defensively, I trust this defense more than I trust UCF's defense. The problem is, though, is I do think UCF's offense is more explosive than BYU's. But if you look at this uh, uh, defense, by the way, on the O-line, BYU returned returned almost everyone. That's why I was bullish on them this year. Before even the COVID schedule changed, uh, I thought they were going to be good this year because they returned so much. Now, you look at this defense on the D-line, Kyrus Tonga. Or Chris, is that Kyrus? Yeah. Uh, 25 tackles, uh, or sorry, 35 tackles, two and a half sacks. Him, uh, Bracken L. Ba- uh, Bakri, dude's a stud, 44 tackles, two and a half sacks. Zach Dahl, 39 stops, two sacks. Um, Gabe Summers getting in there, making some plays. Same with Tyler Batty. They got a good D line. Uh, in the linebacking core, this is the one you circle Isaiah Kufasi, Kufusi. Uh, 75 tackles, four sacks, one pass deflection, one interception. That was a pick six, by the way, three forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries. Guys, a stud him, Keenan Peely, Peyton Wilger, Max Tooley, Zane Anderson, make up a deep, even Jude Jensen gets in there. Uh, Kavika Fanoa also, I mean, just a really good linebacking core in the secondary. Um, and I think secondary, they could be even with Williams out. I think that's their best opportunity for UCF exploit the secondary. I still think it's a decent secondary, but I just think UCF's wide receivers are so good. Um, but you want to circle on the secondary, uh, George Udu, 25 tackles, three sacks, uh, pass deflection, him, Troy Warner, Micah Harper, Chris Wilcox, and, uh, Keenan Ellis make up that secondary. Um, but yeah, I do think there's the advantage for UCF. And I actually think if if you're going to the key through UCF winning this game, exploit their athletes. I think they have an athletic edge in this game. 
So if they can do that, obviously I think one of the harder things for UCF is uh, I'll say this passing the ball to their skill positions. I think UCF has the edge. They have to exploit that. Then I would also say run defense UCF. That's a glaring weakness of them. And BYU returns a veteran, veteran offensive line. That's what they've been all year blowing people off the ball. Can they stop the BYU run and make Wilson beach with his arm? Now, obviously Wilson has been great with his arm, but I think that's the key. I think that's the key for UCF to do that. Um, For BYU, I would say key kicking game, special teams. Um, Also, can you limit the big plays for UCF? I'd say make UCF beat you with the run because they don't like to just play smart, like just to run the ball all game, make them, uh, you know, this offense is a top 10 offense, like a top five offense. So, um, make them, make them do what they're not accustomed to do. I think that's the key for the Cougars. Uh, I would also say just run the rock, make sure you get that run game going a heavy dose of Hugger and, and, uh, Katoa. And uh, yeah, defensively limit the big play. There you go. Heard it here first. Now, currently I am seeing this line at BYU minus six and a half. I think the play here is to take UCF. I know they're down a couple people. I still think they have too much explosion explosion. It's a game in Florida. Um, I think you got to take UCF in the points here. Even if BYU gets the win, I think it'll be by, I just mentioned this UCF's last six losses have been one score games. Most of them being by three, two or one. They had one game by eight to Tulsa. Take UCF in the points. Thank me later. Dundee special here. All right, guys, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe. We handicap every single division one college basketball and college football game. Yep. BYU basketball. We got you covered. Mark Pope doing great things. And then Johnny Dawkins at UCF. We got you covered. Great win over Florida state BYU with a great win over San Diego state the other day. Um, but we got you covered on the college experience for four years. We've been handicapping. We, as in me, my co-hosts that are normally with me, NC, Nick, Patty C handicapping every single division one college basketball and college football game, uh, being over 500 each individual season. So college basketball season last year, over 500 year before over 500. Last year, college football, over 500, over 500. Um, and we give it to you all for free uh, on the sportsgatheringpodcast.com on a spreadsheet. Now, we are way over 500 on our locks. You got, you're honestly a fool if you're not checking out our locks because we've given you money every year. It's not, uh, it's not a gamble. We've proven it by four years of data now. So way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that for free, sportsgatheringpodcast.com. Also, we tweet it out daily. So... Give us a follow. I'll give you the handles here in a minute, but uh, we don't charge for picks and we won't charge for picks. The only thing I'll try to charge you for is uh, your kindness. If you can get over to sports or get over to iTunes and give the college experience a five-star review, we'd certainly appreciate it because not only a five-star, but say some nice things about us, but we'd really appreciate it because oftentimes uh, that's what sponsors have told us. Like it's been a big deal on them going, they want to see people engaged talking about the product. And then if they do that, they're more inclined to go into business with us. So if you could do that, I appreciate that. And uh, if you do that as a token of our appreciation, take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D and I'll enter you in a David Stern like raffle where you're guaranteed to, uh, 
You're guaranteed to win a college experience t-shirt over the next few weeks. How about that? How about that? I'm at the Colby D on Twitter. Like I mentioned, my co-hosts are normally with me. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Check out his great writing over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And also we do a great, a great DraftKings episode uh, for college football and college basketball. Normally drop it on Friday mornings. Check that out. Um, and we are part of the sports gambling podcast. They're on Twitter at DSGP network. Give them a follow and check out our Slack channel. That's the best way to really keep up with all the great betting advice or just want to talk about your team Slack channel, sports gambling podcast. Great outlet there, but all right, guys, this is the college experience. Boca Raton style, uh, Raton, Boca Raton, uh, take UCF in the points. All right. Golden Knights do it. You better start thinking about yours and we out.